Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. We're going to address some uh, terms today that you may have heard around if you've been using the Hubbard management system for a while, and they're even in general use in the business world, but they are not well understood by most. A lack of understanding of these things can blow your business to smithereens, and you won't even know what hit you. If you've ever had a quote-unquote mysterious crash in your statistics or production that you could not explain, there's a very good chance that these concepts and the realities that they express are at the bottom of it, a very good chance indeed, even though by their very nature they tend to be invisible. Now, the article is, of course, from Mr. Hubbard. It's dated 26 January 1972. And the title is Not Duns, Half Duns, and Backlogs. So I'm going to define these terms for you. Plus, there's another word we're going to define a little bit later here. But uh, let's just get right into it. He says here, first line, he says, There is a very definite, often unsuspected effect concealed in a backlog, and it is of such violence that it can crash an area's stats. Remember, stats are short for statistics. It can crash an area's stats while seemingly working frantically. This is one of the phenomena. It doesn't matter how hard you work. If you've ever had this experience, you're working harder and harder and harder, but you're still crashing. Chances are this is what's going on. So he defines first backlog. So backlog, Webster's, noun. Three, this is straight from Mr. Hubbard's article, an increasing accumulation of tasks unperformed or materials not processed, verb, to accumulate as a backlog. So now that's what a backlog is. It's a bunch of stuff, either tasks or it might be objects that are not finished in terms of being processed or tasks that are incomplete. These things accumulating become what is known as a backlog. And you might be thinking, oh my goodness, uh, that's true. We probably have some backlogs. But you may not know the half of it. There may be a lot more backlogs than you realize because they tend to be kind of under the carpet or shoved in a closet somewhere. You don't always see them. So he goes on. The next section is titled Not Duns and Half Duns. He says here, backlogs occur for various reasons, but the two main classes are one, not duns, and two, half duns. So you got a backlog? There are two reasons behind it, one or two or both. One is not done, and other things are not just not getting done, they're not getting completed, or they're half done. They got started, but they're not finished. All right, goes on to say this. For lack of seeing that a backlog exists, lack of supervision of existing personnel. He's giving you reasons, by the way, why you have not done. So he says, for lack of seeing that a backlog exists, lack of supervision of existing personnel, other intentionness of personnel, they got other things more important to do than their jobs, that would be other intentionness, lack of personnel to handle the usual or peak volumes, that could be a source of backlogs, uh, lack of know-how to handle, that's a pretty common source of backlogs because people don't know what to do with these things, so they put them in a closet, put them in a drawer, put them somewhere where they don't see them, okay? Uh, lack of resources, Maybe we just don't have the stamps to get the mail out. I don't know. Lack of resources. And outright sabotage are some of the reasons that account for not dones. 
So I'm going to give you that paragraph again without my annotation here. So he says, for lack of seeing that a backlog exists, lack of supervision of existing personnel, other intentionists of personnel, lack of personnel to handle the usual or peak volumes, lack of know-how to handle, lack of resources, and outright sabotage are some of the reasons that account for not dones. Okay, so you've got a backlog. Behind that, you've either got not dones or half dones. And the reasons he gave here, and you can enumerate them, you can re-listen to this list and write them all down, or you can grab the reference, uh, 26 January 1972, not-dones, half-dones, and backlogs, and you can make a little bit of a list. you got a backlog, Some of these, one or more of these things is going on. Then he goes on to describe half-dones. He says, half-dones are as bad as not-dones, as a bitten piece in area into a quagmire. What's a quagmire? Per Mr. Oxford, it's a soft, boggy area of land that gives way underfoot. Torrential rain turned the building site into a quagmire. You're up to your knees. You can't move very fast. You're floundering. Quagmire, right? What a great word. Quagmire just sounds awesome. All right. So half-dones are as bad as not-dones as they bit and piece an area into a quagmire. Got any quagmires around in your business? You've probably got half tons going on. Suppose Detroit began to make half cars. This is Mr. Hubbard's example. All their resources would be devoured, yet nothing would really be produced. Yet everyone would look frantically busy. The executive worries would mount up to an inconceivable fever pitch unless the half ton factor was handled. So everybody's working at what? Half tons. You can't sell a half ton. You can't market half-dones. You can't collect on a half-done. So half-dones are just as bad as not-dones. And then he goes on to say this, but half-dones are not always as visible as half-cars. And then he says this, have you handled bets in company suit? Oh, yes. But the case is lost because the filing papers were only half prepared and half filed. So now he's using an example from a law office. Hey, did you handle bets in company suit? Oh, yeah, we're all over it. Yeah, you're all over it, all right. Maybe there's a lot of action going on, lots of hours going into it, but all half dones may as well be not dones. You're going to end up in a quagmire, okay? So he says the same reasons apply for half dones as are listed above for not dones. What were the reasons? Do you want me to go over them again? He says for lack of seeing that a backlog exists, so he can't see the backlog. That's a very primary reason. Lack of supervision of existing personnel, just not supervising your staff, making sure they're doing their jobs. A few of you are guilty of that and know that already. Other intentionists of personnel, there's a lot more of that going around these days than there used to be, I would say. Lack of personnel to handle the usual or peak volumes. And maybe just not manned up enough. Lack of know-how to handle. That is, by the way, I consider, this is my opinion, but it's a primary one. It's a very easy one to handle. Let's start training your people. Lack of resources and outright sabotage are some of the reasons that account for not done. Sometimes it's just somebody's just got an evil purpose and just wants to do in your company. Believe me, it happens. Don't think it does. Okay. So again, I repeat here, he says, the same reasons apply for half dones as are listed above for not done. So what we just covered applies to half dones and not done. The why, remember, why is the real reason for something that when handled, bring about an improved situation. So he says, the why of many failures is found. In not-dones and half-dones, you got failures, take this into account. Look around. You may be backlogging. You may have not-dones and half-dones lying around. The primary effect, there are others, 
of not-dones and half-dones is the building up of backlogs. Now, no backlog ever quietly lies there. This is Mr. Hubbard. Now, no backlog ever quietly lies there. So long as anything else dependent upon the actions being done, there will be pressure or threat of one kind or another on the backlogged area. Yeah, we're not getting around to paying our bills. We're not getting around to answer the, answering these complaints. We're not getting around to filling these backlogged orders. Sooner or later, those things are going to come back and they're going to bite and they're going to bite hard. They just somehow or another, they just seem to be really vicious. Explosive, in fact. That's what he that's how he started this. And he talks about it being explosive. He says, thus, when an activity becomes backlogged, all capital letters, it generates new work not concerned with reducing the backlog amount. So now everybody's busier, busier. They're getting busier and busier and busier because they're handling all these complaints and they're handling all these calls, but they're not getting to the backlogged orders because they're so busy handling the complaints. So you're getting busier, all right, but the backlog keeps building. It's kind of like a vicious circle. Do you see how that might be? Take a look around. You might have some backlog areas. Hopefully, they're not too backlogged just yet. But if they are, they're going to keep backlogging and they're going to come back to haunt you. Okay. And Mr. Robert gives another example. Example, an insurance company backlogs claims payments. Torrents of queries then demand why. The claims section spends its time answering the queries, not reducing the number of claims. The volume of work doubles, trebles, but no claims get paid. Great example. In all capital letters, he says, backlogging at once doubles the work by the addition of demand handling. Have you ever been in the middle of something that you really have to focus on and all of a sudden you have to get interrupted because you got to handle something that's urgent? Why was it urgent? Because it was backlogged. So you're doubling your work like crazy by backlogging. Very, very bad for an organization. It's not something to take lightly. And I think this will become more meaningful to you soon as I continue to read you this from Mr. Hubbard. So he says, thus a backlog tears up the past work while building up future work. Gives another example. Example, personnel backlogs its files, causing it to backlog appointments. This overloads areas. These areas start crashing down on personnel in mobs, demanding it provide people. Personnel is then so busy fending off people, it can't appoint, yet is in frantic action. Okay. Yeah, we're not hiring. Not, we're not. We're backlogging our applications. We're backlogging the files on these various different people and backlogging our choice of candidates. So now everybody's coming to us frantic for personnel because we've been backlogging and we can't really answer up with the solution because we're too busy answering the queries. Where are our staff and, and the flaps that are being created that way? Just another example. You can probably think of many of your own. And then he gives you this law, all capital letters. Listen to this and remember it well. A backlog prevents itself from being handled. It's one of the vicious things about a backlog. The very fact that you have a backlog is preventing you from handling the backlog. Like I said, it's it's a vicious circle. So he says uh, an org, which is short for organization, he says an org that has several backlogs in it becomes frantic and then goes into apathy. You want to see an organization go into apathy? Just backlog it to death. We've got backlogs in our mailings. We've got backlogs in our registration. We've got backlogs in our marketing. We've got backlogs in our delivery. We've got backlogs. <sighs> I'll come to work and I'll do a few things, you know. I'll push around the wastebasket for a while. I'll uh, write a few 
I'll answer some emails, you know, but it's all kind of desultory because, you know, what's the difference? It's just a sea. It's an ocean. It's an overwhelming mountain of backlogs. And everybody comes in to put in their time, maybe, and then the place just keeps dwindling and dwindling till there's nothing left there at all. Maybe you, frantically trying to handle everything that's now backlog. He says the cure is, one, get people and do all hands actions to get the most important backlogs done. Okay, so now we are going to run into another word here. It's called all hands. Very interesting term. Mr. Hubbard defines it using the Brewer's Dictionary. I don't even know what the Brewer's Dictionary is. It's probably a nautical dictionary. I probably should have checked on that. But it's called the Brewer's Dictionary. That's where he's quoting from. In the language used on ships, quote, all hands, end quote, means the whole crew, as in the phrase, all hands on deck. So you all heard that expression, all hands on deck. Uh, Seamen are called hands on a ship. So it's all hands. That means all the seamen are called to action on whatever is being handled. That's called all hands. So Mr. Hubbard also has a specialized definition here. He says, and this is in an article of the 3rd of December, 1968. He says, an action requiring a huge burst of activity is called an all-hands action. Thus, a mailing to be stuffed in envelopes and mailed, a huge doorbell ringing campaign to get individual purposes, a big drive to persuade civic groups by individual calls. All these are all-hands actions. End quote. So the way we use it in the Hubbard Management System in all hands would be an action that requires everybody's involvement. Look, you know, we have this backlog. You know, we're not, we have, you know, stacks and stacks of flyers that we're supposed to be handing out that never got handed out. You know, we invested all this money in this and now it's a backlog. We got all these uh, promotional leaflets sitting in the basement and uh, they're they're starting to rot. You know, they somebody got them wet or whatever it is. Everybody, all hands. Come on, doctor. What? I'm supposed to hand these up? Yeah, come on. Let's all do this. It'll be fun. Let's all go together and let's get this all backlog wiped out, right? And you grab your, you grab everybody, even the high and mighty, and they grab their uh, flyers and they go and they have, it's a great first period of core. And you wipe out a backlog. You got a group that's starting to drop into apathy because of backlogs, tackle a backlog in an all hands and you'll see that tone level go way up. It'll shoot right on up and it'll be a better team besides because they're handling a sort of a crisis together. You see, you know, Mr. Robert says, you know, your crew becomes a crew after its first hurricane. Well, you know, handle some of these backlogs are kind of like hurricanes sometimes. He says the cure is to one, get people and do all hands actions to get the most important backlogs done. So, you know, go through your organization and note your backlogs and the most important ones calling all hands, everybody stays late, or everybody comes in early, or everybody takes their lunch hour, or everybody takes their production time, maybe. You know, whenever you schedule it, everybody pitches in, and you wipe out the backlog, and it's gone. History. Okay? But then he says, step two, to find the real why of the backlog and handle it so a present time state is then maintained requires a program followed and done. So you've wiped out the backlog, all right, but you better find out why it backlogged and then write a little target-by-target handling. Please don't make it huge so it backlogs itself. Just write a program on how you will now get this uh, maintained so it doesn't recur, all right? Step two, step three, check out staff on the book, The Problems of Work. I have recommended this book and probably, I don't know, well over a dozen episodes of business-wise, if you're new to the Harvard Management System, or if you're not, get your hands on the book, The Problems of Work. It is a life-changing book. It's a perfect introduction, and it's actually a fundamental 
and getting people to read it teaches them how to handle themselves so that backlogs will not reoccur. So that's the value of that book. He says, uh, four, get staff to do training drill zero on their work areas. Training drill zero is merely a drill of having the people sit there and confront their area. And you'd be surprised how hard that is for some people to do. Just sit there and uh, be in that space with their work area and, and not have to jump up and go to the coffee machine or uh, grab a bottle of gin or whatever. They, you know, it, you'd be surprised how uh, if the person is made just to be comfortable in their own area, uh, it's hard not to fidget and try to find something to do. Just be there comfortably uh, and confront the area. That is training drill zero. Okay. You may think it's, I would never do that, you know, with my staff, but I, I actually, one time I was asked, uh, my tailor asked me, as a matter of fact, you know, what I did for a living. And I told him, you know, that I teach a management system. He said, oh, really? I'm really interested in that. Well, can you tell me about it? And I said, oh, well, let me just show you. And I took uh, all the, uh, I was there getting fitted for a suit and I had everybody sit down and just sit in front of each other and look at each other. I said, just do this, do this for a while. And I had them all doing it for a few minutes. And he looked at me, he said, this is hard. I said, I know, that's why you're doing this drill. And uh, I left, they were still doing it. They were all six of them just sitting there in teams of two, being there and comfortably perceiving each other. And uh, I don't know how comfortable they were, but anyway, I left after a few minutes and they were still doing it. So uh, that's uh, training drill zero. Five, get staff to reach and withdraw from their materials of operation or areas. Uh, You learn about that in Problems of Work but it's improving your level of communication with the areas around you. Because you see, a lot of times these guys don't even see that the backlog is occurring. You know, you maybe see it, maybe you don't see it, but now that you've listened to this episode, maybe you're going to go around and look for it. Now you see it. And you say, do you see it? To one of your employees, they say, see what? Okay, well, getting them in better communication by touching and letting go of the various different objects in their uh, in their environment is very, very salutary. You know, it's very, very healthy for everybody concerned. You know, I've Done this over the phone with people. Just, you know, I hate my job. Okay, just go and pick up some of the items of your job and put them back down, pick them up, put them down. Just do that while we're on the phone. And next thing you know, you know, this is actually not so bad. And keep doing it for a while. Hang up the phone and call them back later. Yeah, no, this is, you know, you'd be surprised at the kind of improvements you can make with stuff like that. Six, do a survey of attitudes which reveal complaints and reasons for not-dones, half-dones, and backlogs. Hey, you might want to survey people. What's the beef? You might be surprised at some of the answers, and there's some answers you can do things about. Seven, based on the survey, campaign hard to remedy not-dones and half-dones. Eight, be very severe with any beginnings of any future backlogs. So these are eight steps that you can do to, uh, to cure this phenomena. And it's a very dangerous phenomenon. And these last few lines from Mr. Hubbard really emphasize that. He says, when you see an area or org, short for organization, when you see an area or org in apathy, know it has gone the route of not dones, half dones, and backlogs and handle. When you see an area going frantic, know you are looking at not dones, half dones, and backlogs and handle fast before it goes into the much worse condition of apathy. So before it gets into apathy, you're going to re- you're going to go through this frantic phase, like everybody's frantically working and trying to handle. That's positive compared to the apathy condition that, that will, will soon follow if you do not address this. Hubbard goes on to say in this article, production is a basis of morale. Not dones, half dones result in backlogs. Backlogs destroy the possibility of future production. Thus, you know the situation of not dones and half dones will result in backlogs. Listen to this. Thus, you know, the situation of not-dones and half-dones will result in backlogs. 
You can avoid backlogs by being alert for not done and half done. So jump on them. Hear that? Jump on them. Okay. Snap two. The backlogs will prevent further handling. You start getting backlogs, man. You're in. You're starting down into that quagmire. This subject is a subject which makes executives harassed. Feel harassed? This subject is the subject which makes executives harassed. Behind every upset, there will be not dones, half dones, and backlogs. Think about that. You feeling upset? Check this out. Behind every upset, there will be not dones, half dones, and backlogs. You're upset? Look for your not dones. Look for your half dones. Look for your backlog. Goes on to say, so be very alert. Dynamite is stick candy alongside of this very explosive subject. Mr. Herbert's last line, don't say I didn't tell you, L. Ron Hubbard. All right, well, there you go. That's today's episode. It's probably not an area you give a lot of thought to. It's not like, you know, many business gurus are going to get up on stage in front of the thousands of people and start talking about not dones, half dones, and backlogs because maybe it's sexier to talk about other things, but do not underestimate the influence. It's dynamite. It can blow your business to smithereens. Be alert for it. Know it when you see it and know how to handle it. You'll feel a lot less harassed. Your team will have much higher morale and, uh, You won't have to worry about frantic cope and frantic busyness and much worse. You don't have to worry about that apathy that can set in. These are your answers. So please take heed to Mr. Hubbard's words here and uh, let us know what you think about this episode and uh, this subject, because it's not one that we bring up a lot uh, in the Hubbard management system, but it certainly, as you can now tell, deserves a lot of attention. So Good luck with it. Let us know how you're doing. Write us at info at wiseeast2s.org and give us your feedback. Give us your wins. Give us anything that you're running into that you feel you need a little bit of help with. We're willing to help you with those as well. Answer those emails. So write us info at wiseeast2s.org. Thank you very much for listening and we'll talk again to you next week.